0: Hey, everybody. This episode contains major spoilers for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So if you haven't seen the movie, go out and see it and then come back and listen to this episode. Thanks. Enjoy it. Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And I'm Jeremy. And today we are doing our movie review for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is a movie that we have all been looking forward to. It's the last movie in phase four. And of course, this is a a monumental task for director Ryan Coogler to take on as he comes back to the Black Panther franchise. And it's a fitting tribute to Chadwick Boseman. We're going to give our initial thoughts and reviews. This review, this discussion, will contain a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever, please go see it. Go go see (laughs) it. Go see it it with some friends. Um, (laughs) If you're a fan of Black Panther, if you're a fan of the MCU, maybe you're not a fan of the MCU, but you just want to see how they handled everything. And I think you'll, you won't you will be disappointed. It, it's not a typical MCU movie, don't you think, guys? It, yeah.
1: it carried a huge weight yeah. of not only ending an entire phase for Marvel and continuing the story of the Black Panther, but then also paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman, because you cannot... You, you can't refill those shoes. His performance as T'Challa is honestly iconic. His performance is like, leave me in awe when I rewatch Black Panther, when I rewatch Civil War. he His presence on screen is just too powerful to have anyone replace T'Challa. So it's about kind of taking, what do you do in a Black Panther film when you don't have your titular character able to return. And I think for the situation that they had, they, they knocked it out of the park. I
2: I agree. I think, you know, yes, this is the end of, of, of phase four, um, which adding to the complication of having to essentially deliver this film without Chadwick Boseman, it's also the ending of a very unique phase. This, was really the first phase, and we've talked about this before, right? This phase contained a ton of TV series, right? Like, Mm -hmm. phase four is almost extensively TV, um, far more so than any previous phase. And so the way that this phase has been built up and built out is, you know, very unique compared to, you know, the previous phases that culminated in, in Endgame. So I think... Uh, you know, that in itself was sort of a challenge. And then, of course, you know, to Lance's point, it's how do you deliver on this film without such an iconic actor <laughs> who delivered on the character? Honestly, and probably, you know, some of the best characterization of of a given casted character, you know, as Robert Dunney Jr. as Iron, Iron Man. Right. Like, like in terms of characterization, like that's, you know, RDJ, like launched Marvel, no doubt. Like RDJ's performance and everything like is iconic and he earns all the notoriety and fame that he got for that um, because he was just perfect as Stark. I mean, I think he is Stark actually, but honestly, Boseman's T'Challa is pretty close.
0: (laughs) Right up there. Yeah. Right up there. Something
1: that kind of makes a stand out for a character is when you're reading a comic, whose voice do you hear? And now, like when I read Iron Man, I hear Robert Downey Jr. When I read a Black Panther comic, I hear Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa in my head Mm. now. Like, it's like kind of staying on point, like Batman. I hear Kevin Conroy when I hear a Batman book. And touching on that as well, we just lost Kevin Conroy this week too. So it's been an emotional week for comic nerds, I would say.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, And I mean, I know we're kind of doing like the high level thoughts, but honestly, you know, the, we knew going into it, like we, we kind of half joked about it, but we were pretty serious. Like we're like, Oh man, who brought the tissues? Like this is going to be like an emotional experience. And, you know, it it really was. And, and Kugler did such a fantastic job, I think, of kind of framing the film and helping the audience with the act of mourning in, in a way, like by extension. And, you know, we'll get into the, the weeds of this, but, you know, the the film opens with, with uh, T'Challa's canonical death, which echoes his real life death of him having this illness that is unable to be cured. And then, you know, Shuri's kind of reaction to that and then her, her shock, her anger, etc. cetera. And so we kind of watch this mourning process happen, you know, the, the ceremonial aspect of it at the beginning, but then also the emotional, actual process kind of happens throughout the film. Um, and it's a simulacrum, really, for, for like how we experience that, right, as audience members. And I thought it was just stunning. Like just good, totally good word, stunning.
0: by the way, so, Jeremy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank as you. of this recording, it's November thirteenth, Sunday night. We went to see it on Friday, and this movie has set a a box office record for November, which is uh, as of this recording has brought in one hundred and eighty million dollars at the box office globally. It is currently up to three hundred thirty million, which is Pretty good, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say it's, that's pretty. It's, it's freaking a great. decent hit. It's already yeah. uh, met its uh, budget um, worldwide uh, with a worldwide total. Um, it it's a running time of about 161 minutes, so it's pretty long. But it, but honestly, for me, it didn't feel long. Not I mean, at it, all. It felt long, but it didn't drag for me because I think it kept up the momentum. There was a lot of different things, and by the time I was like, oh, this is kind of getting to the end. The the last battle, it it just, it stay engaged. I I never was like, uh, you know, or like, uh, this people, these people again or whatever. I just felt like, yeah, give me more. Like I I felt like I was, if anything, I felt like this was several episodes of a show like, and it was all together. Right. Like you definitely had clear act breaks. It was almost like a five act structure.
1: I was almost, yeah, I was almost expecting another act when we were kind of winding down because I didn't feel like I hit that two hour, 41 minute Mark. And I then saw the film again the following day. I saw it on Saturday with my wife. And again, the movie ended. I'm like, where did this time go? Because mm-hmm. I, you're just so in this film the entire time. I never felt, it never felt slow. It never felt like there was a moment where I'm like, where are they going with this? Because the music Beautiful. There are so many – like, the the music they're playing when Shuri goes to Talokan is – like, I want to listen to that song on repeat. I love
2: that song.
1: It is so good. It is stunning. But the the visuals in this film are just – there were multiple times in this film where my jaw was literally open. It was yeah. down because I was just like I was throwing I popcorn.
2: I like yeah. reached around. I almost was able to like throw popcorn yeah. into Lance's mouth from I, a few seats
1: down. I
0: think uh <laughs> I yeah, I think that the music by by composer Ludwig uh Jorensen and he's a Academy Award winner because he won for the first Black Panther, right? So mm. it's- Better when it can. To to have such a powerful score and and to have something as unique as the Talo Khan uh, incorporating Aztec you know kind of feel uh, ancient uh, percussion and 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 you know something from that cultural aspect and then yet bringing in this sort of like Wakandan and, and original themes was was really great so I mean mm-hmm. I agree the music was great it was it's the first time I think we've really seen something. Uh, And and of course, this is before Avatar Way of Water has come out. But like this is other than animation. We haven't really seen like an Atlantis underwater civilization. I I mean, I could I could be wrong. I haven't seen every single movie, but we've seen a lot of underwater movies. But this was a really cool visual interpretation of an underwater civilization in live action. That we've never seen before in in MCU. And I almost feel like this is another. Like we've had, we've had the street level heroes. We've had the cosmic heroes we've had, you know um, we had werewolf by night earlier this month, you know, so we have these like supernatural kind of stuff. And now we have this whole underwater civilization and there's a lot of other things that can happen with that. And it, it was really cool. Just the scenes that took place underwater with the way that they were projecting their voice and the way what they were communicating and the way they had the breathing masks and it kind of went both ways and So Mm. everything with the telecon civilization and and they just showed him as regular people. And I I think that was such a great scene to have Shuri like, I would love to see your place. And he's like, yeah, let's go. And knowing that they're probably like, we are potentially enemies, but I will show this to you out of respect of like this monarchy kind of respect, right? Right. Um, yeah. So uh, we're we're going we we we're going to go off on lots of tangents here, but maybe let's start off with what performances uh, stood out to us. What what are your favorite performances in the movie?
2: Angela Bassett.
1: Angela, Angela Bassett,
2: Bassett as Queen Ramonda. Oh my God! <laughs> like the woman.
0: Yes, Queen. Like, yes, <laughs> Queen.
2: <laughs> like literally every single scene. That she is in, she is in charge. Mm-hmm. Like her, like her power is magnetic. It is immense and it is so good. Like there is, I, 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 I can, I will never forget the scene where, um, you know, and again, spoilers, you should all know this by now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, essentially Shuri gets uh, gets taken, gets kidnapped uh, by um, uh, Atuma and uh, Nomura. And um, so she's gone. And Okoye was with her and basically uh, Queen Ramonda has lost her son, lost her husband, and now Shuri's been kidnapped by this unseen, you know, mysterious force. And Okoye was there and Okoye's job is to keep her safe. And. Angela Bassett's delivery in that scene, like the theater was dead silent, like you could cut the air with a knife It was incredible. It was probably one of the most impactful, like just sheer acting. Like that Mm -hmm. scene is a top three MCU moment for me. And these are just
0: supporting characters, but you felt for okoye you were like oh no like this this is this is changing the stakes and
2: like, she held her own in that scene too yeah and she like, was like Please. for real she like, she yeah. went toe-to-toe acting wise in that scene like obviously like angela bassett's character like ramanda comes out on top after that scene however like that is just it was such a powerful scene like the act yeah. all the acting was amazing but angela bassett was oof uh, yeah. Angela
0: Bassett was always my top choice dream casting of storm for X-Men. And, and, mm. and back, back when they were like, they're going to make X- X-Men movie. And I was like, Angela Bassett, <laughs> like oh, that was man. the first they, like way back early 2000s. Right. Of course they didn't happen. Um, I still, to this day say, she would have made the perfect storm. And I think this movie is just kind of like, yes, you know, kind of yep. just, uh, justifies that. Um, but yes, I agree. Uh, she did a fantastic job. Very powerful. Uh, her death was uh, justifiable unexpected. in the sense unexpected. But also, I mean, she went out a hero. She had hero moments. She had a great uh, appearance at the you know international. I loved her juries, like her uh, her scene when she came into the council of the UN the Council UN. or whatever. Yeah, whatever. And, their their and version she, of like, UN. <laughs> and then they brought in like the French terrorists or whatever that tried to hijack the the vibranium and everything and it was just like she was just like just super badass just just like and she was just you shall not do this and uh yeah just right off the bat there's like yep i'm holding my own i'm being a queen uh don't for a minute think that we're weak because we have it i love how they cut to the um mining facility at the same time, like the outreach center during that scene of like the flashback of the night before. And then it kind of cut it in. It was, it was just so well uh, paced and edited.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. the editing for that scene was fantastic. It, and like we mentioned that in, in that sequence where uh, Angela Bassett's giving that, that monologue about losing her entire family, we're talking about a So Danai Gurira, her performance throughout this entire film was, Incredible as well. Like in, there were moments where she was powerful. There were moments where she was broken. There were moments where she had incredible humor when she's talking to uh, Griot. It's G R I O T. It's Trevor Noah actually does the voice for it. Oh Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. But in the car, when she's just like teeth are showing, but like wild eyes going on, saying, "Give her control of the car." Or she'll like stab your like the CPU like so far up (laughs) that you won't be able to do basic calculations for (laughs) a millennia. Like wow, like the just the way she delivered lines was great. And I think, and and I'm interested to hear both of your opinions. As an entire cast, I don't think there is a film that every single actor absolutely crushes their role. I think. As a whole, this is the best acted film in the MCU. And it's because all of these actors knew what they had to live up to, as well as paying tribute to Chadwick. Because I I left the film and then I went and saw it again. I could not pick out a performance that I did not believe or that I did not enjoy.
2: Yeah, in terms of like the acting, I think they were all phenomenal. And also, shout out to Winston Duke as Mbaku, by oh my the way, because gosh. Um, gosh, like that guy's character arc, like, would make a fantastic roller coaster. You know, like it's just really, really cool to see him kind of stepping up. And like you were saying, Lance, like you can kind of see both, like in the actor and in the character, like his realization of what he needs to do in the absence of T'Challa slash Chadwick Boseman, right? Like, and and I feel like he really fills that void in a very, very effective way in this movie. Uh, And, you know, of course, there's still room for humor and there's still room for his, like, characteristic, like, brash-headedness and things like that. But there's also some just really uh, poignant moments of, like, you know, like this bigger brother energy that he has for Shuri um, and this protective energy and this 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 uh desire to be a good counsel right and to point her in the right direction even after all of the terrible things that had been dealt to her um but yeah winston duke was top
1: notch yeah his mm-hmm. his performances behind angela bassett or maybe on par like angela bassett was phenomenal winston duke was my second favorite performance of this and mm-hmm. did you know that his bald demon woman line was improvised
2: oh really that's amazing yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah he, he he posted about that today on social media that's nice. amazing bald demon woman so good
0: well going uh. back to performances i think we we need to talk about uh latisha wright as shory because the film even though i i definitely agree it was this was an ensemble cast like like the lord of the yes. rings was an ensemble cast but it was it was very much a hero's journey for Shuri. She's heavily featured, you know, as as a supporting role in the first Black Panther movie. She's she pops up in Infinity War. She pops up in. And Endgame. And well, yeah, she was in Endgame too. Yeah, um, briefly. And, uh, you know, so it comes back to her and we see this journey. And my big worry going in was, are they going to be able to build up Shuri as a credible hero? With. I mean, obviously she's amazing tech technology, you know, savvy and everything like that. But like in in the sense of like she's going through all this grief, she's at a low point. How are they going to bring up this? You know, uh, is she going to be convincing as a hero that can go against Namor and stand up with all these other heroes? And, and I think by the end, they. They did it, you know, like she, she did it. It was Letitia Wright all the way. Like I, I kind of went in with like, I don't know. And then she kind of proved me wrong. Like it was, uh, and I was glad to be proven wrong that, that Letitia Wright can act her butt off. Right. Um, she has amazing comic timing. And I think this movie really showed off her, uh, dramatic timing and her, her, her dramatic chops. Like right from the beginning they they raise the stakes with like they put it on shuri cuz she's like i can save my brother from this disease and they don't say what it is but it's like something that's killing him and she's like i'm working on it i'm trying to build the heart shape herbs synthetically with technology and she fails and it's you know it's kind of like to me it reminded me of the the scene with vision where she's trying to like save vision in infinity war and she also fails so it's not the first time that this has happened with shuri you know, she, but the stakes obviously again. are
2: much higher, right? Like stakes are way higher,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is yeah. her brother. And she fails, and and it's like, okay. And then I love that they actually jumped forward a year because it shows like this has been a long grieving process. Yeah. I didn't that, I didn't know there was gonna be a time jump. And I think that's smart because it kind of show it's not just the brash reaction, but you you have this whole year of getting over it, and she kind of is still dealing with it in her own way, and and but she hasn't really dealt with it. She's denied it, and you don't see her deal with it until the very, very, very end of the movie.
2: Yeah, I I, th- I think the time jump honestly was brilliant. Um, I thought that made a lot of sense. Um, because again, I'll, I'm going to come back to this a lot. I feel like this movie was a an a way for us to move past the mourning mm-hmm. period for Chadwick. Right. And so like two years have passed, right. Since Chadwick passed away in August of 2020, um, just over two years. And, but what's happened in that two years, right. A lot. There's been a lot that's happened. And so, you know, you know, MCU fandom as a whole hasn't necessarily had the time to sit down and process and think and mourn, right. Necessarily, which is why I think It was really, really smart to have the time jump put in there and to say, look, she's burying herself in work. She's stressed. She's doing this other stuff. She's trying to distract herself. And it's really when she like slows down and takes that moment there uh, near the the end of the film that, that, you know, it's like, Hey, you all are sitting here in a dark theater and I'm keeping you in here for almost three hours for a reason.
0: Right. So that you can work through this too. I thought it was great. Yeah. The, the, the great thing about that, the framing of the movie with her at the beginning trying to save him and failing. And then and then to the very end, you know, uh, even the end credits and we'll get to that. But so she the, the movie ends with, in such a great non superhero way with just her burning her her morning shroud, essentially, which is kind of shown earlier from her mom. And now she's kind of, it's its a visual and ceremonial way to say, I'm, I'm letting you go. I'm, I'm, I'm passing on and I'm, I'm ending this grieving process. And by doing that, we're all doing that. Right. And the, the end credits is this material with the pattern of the grieving, of the grieving shroud burning away in the end credits is beautiful. That's to Rihanna's that's I beautiful
2: f- song, by the way, lift me up. Is <laughs> like, yeah. that's. Yeah, that that's a great and
0: Rihanna's song, too. song is playing, and it's it's yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. It's, it, it was great. It was so. It, that's when I that's when I teared up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I forget which one of the two of you said this after the movie, but you said the film started with a funeral and ended with a mourning.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me.
1: So I, I thought that was very poignant for this film. It's a, it's like a fantastic bookend of this tr- very tragic thing happened, and you go through the entire film not being able to deal with it. And then after what you go through in your life, you're able to move past it. And yeah. it, it was just like a beautiful sentiment.
0: I I just want one more thing with, with Letitia Wright is I, I love that they had Shori get mad. Like she, she became yes. black Panther, not in, in a noble way, but it, out of vengeance. Like she was like, I'm going to kill this guy and I'm going to, we're going to have revenge. And I was like, Oh no, this is like, this is dark. And, and so I thought I that loved was
1: really, yes. we'll get to, well, I know
0: what you're going to say. Okay. But, but I, I love, I think that's one reason why, what happened when she became black Panther happened. So, uh, so, but I, but I really like that. They kind of took that risk of like, it's you're okay to be mad. Like, like anger is part of the grieving process, right? It's five stages. Yeah. Of grief. yeah. And, but then right when she's like, I'm going to kill you to Namor. Then she's like, "No, no, we we can't. Like, we we can't keep doing this. We can't just do like this." And and that's the moment that she became the Black Panther. With initially, her mom's she was just,
2: guidance, right? Like, because she didn't yeah. see who she wanted to see when she went to see the ancestors. It wasn't until that moment she saw somebody else. Lance, do you wanna do you wanna do the <laughs> t- motherfucking killmonger?
1: Oh my yes. gosh! Like oh, the biggest... a
0: great reveal. Everyone in the theater just like
1: mm-hmm. that Like was the that... biggest pop of the entire film. Holy! The, the audience went nuts because you see the throne and you see what looks like the silhouette of her mother's hat. I, yeah. So Killmonger <laughs>
0: shows up in this. In, in basically not the not the the, the purple uh planes that we see in the first one when he when they go into the ancestral planes but it's basically like the the throne room and uh, that she rises out of she rises out of the water that is the same place that ramonda died um queen ramona and then she comes up and this, the throne is there and killmonger's in it and he's like what are you going to do are you are going to step up like this is, you you're seeing me because you know that you're not like your brother and she, he kind of, I love that that speech mm-hmm. of like your brother was too noble, your father was a traitor, and you know, yeah.
2: like yeah, if your father then, was a hypocrite, what? your brother was too noble, <laughs> or are you going to be like me and get shit done, right? Like yeah. that's that's it's like so basically good. what it, the delivery it, was. It was, mm-hmm. that was. And what, real. That was what real. the
1: the thing that I think stuck with her the most was that so Shuri is trying to save Riri. She's trying to protect her in this moment, too. And Killmonger just straight up says, you wouldn't be helping this girl if it wasn't for me. Like, you wouldn't be. Wakanda would do nothing for anyone outside of Wakanda if it wasn't for me. I changed that. That was me. And the other poignant thing he said was, because Shuri was talking down about the sacrifice that her mother made. And he calls her out on it. He's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to take that away from her. Like, don't talk her down. Like, that was a big moment. Your father was a hypocrite. He wouldn't have done something like that. Killmonger is brutally honest. He sees the world in a very specific way and he sees how his influence has affected Wakanda. And in all honesty, it's probably been for the better. That's the crazy thing. And Michael B. Jordan's performance is stunning. He so like he's it on was screen same, for
2: like two minutes, but it's Parker like winning. oh, I need more. I'm like <laughs> I'm like I need more of it. I need more. <laughs> yeah,
0: if, if it, it was it was great. It was a it wasn't just like fan service. It was like it was just
1: it was, it was such
0: a great like honorable <clears throat> moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, it just all comes back to like honoring Chadwick Boseman, and it, it kind of brings it back to like he wanted to be part of this too, right? He wanted to yeah. say, hey, I. I I want to come back to this, this great character because I know I can add something to the, to the story. And it, it, it kind of comes back to like Ryan Coogler has this whole story about like how, how can we make sure realize what kind of hero she's going to be. And she has to have the good with the bad. She has, she's, she gets it from, she gets advice from every character. She gets advice from a She gets advice from Mbaku. She gets advice from her mom. She gets advice from Everett Ross. She gets advice from Namor about what kind of ruler are you going to be? Every exchange that she has is like, well, some rulers are the best after they have, you know, they lose everything. You know, Killmonger gives her advice. And it and it's the last advice that she gets. It's one of the last advice she gets before M'Baku is like, maybe we should, you know, like have peace. And then she's like, nope, we're going to kill him. Uh, and, and I love <laughs> yep. that he's like, okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, that was a great scene. And, and again, like just Winston Duke, performance in that because like you can see like after he gets like sure he gives him like the ultimatum right like you are gonna help me to do this yeah. because i'm the queen and you know and basically the like black
0: panther I'm the Black Panther, and you
2: and you owe me, and you're gonna do what I tell tell you to do. Yeah, and And he's like, he's like, (laughs) yeah, he is. But then you see, like, he kind of like shifts in his seat, and like that kind of like grunt of acknowledgement. But you can see so much happening in that face, (sighs) and so much in those eyes. Like, man, like, how am I gonna bring this? You know, how am I gonna help her to take a step back and realize that this sacrifice Mm -hmm. isn't going to bring her what she wants because she's going to be sacrificing her people and her warriors so like i think that was just such but he doesn't outright say no i'm not going to do it right he doesn't make that the moment for confrontation with her he's like okay you're the boss boss i'm going to do what you tell me to do and you're going to find out and you're going to see what that you know what that brings and you're going to find out it's not going to bring you what you want right so i just think um that was – like even to the last moment, like when they're fighting on the ship and everything, when he's like, mm-hmm. you know, she needs to come back. Like he's telling yeah. the warriors and they're still fighting and everything. And and he's like, we need to like he, keep it up for her. He's not like saying, oh, this is all her fault or anything like that. Like he's, he never says a bad word about her mm-hmm. right, up to that last moment. But
1: I, um, I really like oh, – I like the reasoning for – his switch in what they should do because early in the film he's like we need to go kill the fish man we need to go kill namor but his reasoning is the fact he's like no 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 they don't call him general they don't call him king he's a god to them if we try and do anything to him it's just perpetual war and yeah, right. the fact that he's able to comprehend that just shows like the level like the intelligence of this character the the thought process the like the leadership that he has the potential for leadership that he has, which I want to talk about later uh, for reasons, but it was just so good. And, and I know we need to move on with more things, but I think we have to at least talk a little bit about performances from uh, introducing two new characters to the yeah. MCU. And so we're talking about yeah. the introduction of Namor with uh, Tina Cuarta and then Riri Williams with Dominic Thorne mm-hmm. to phenomenal new characters both crushed their performances my wife was obsessed with riri she thought she was <laughs> such a fun character She's and a great character and huerta's performance as namor like the way they explained even his name the name was oh the name s- explanation
2: so was stunning so good point.
1: I yeah, I yeah. am so they excited. They never said Namor more.
0: McKenzie though. Like we did the episode of Namor, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, are they gonna say uh, Mr. McKenzie? Nope, nope. They nope, dropped that. Okay, not, so still changing yeah. some things from official Marvel comics.
2: Yeah, just of just
0: want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. For Last so any, name is
0: McKenzie. <laughs> it's
2: so funny because like I, I feel like anytime. These things come out. The people who are just really contrarian, like just don't want to like anything, will all of a sudden become the world's number one fan in that person, right? Mm. Like Submariner came out, as you guys pointed out in the most recent episode, right? Came out in 1939, but despite having like over 70 years, 80 years plus of comics, doesn't have a ton of library to show for it. Um nope. And yet these guys are going to come out of the woodwork like, how dare they do that to my favorite character, Namor, when they probably have read like three books with him in it, right? So I just think it's really funny. Like, yes, they took a little bit of a detour with the Aztec background, but I think it worked out wonderfully Uh, in the context of this
0: world. No one has any, like, right to say, how dare they not make Namor Atlantean and they make him from Talocan? Like, they can do whatever they want it's it's freaking fictional movies like let them do that and and it was it's fine you know the backstory makes so much sense
1: i mean like honestly it's uh, so good better i yes that i like this version of namor so much better than the comic version of namor like and it's not even close
2: yeah the the sin i mean the sin amor. The, the, yeah. the more name like mm-hmm. so you know really quickly of course like hopefully you've watched the movie already but like that revelation that when he came to the surface world after his mom passed away due to her human lifespan and went back to the village and found basically the conquistadors they're like enslaving people and like had turned everything upside down and then he launches an attack on the on the on the church or, or wherever the 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 settlement and then the the clergy Says that he's a boy. He's a son of Satan, and he's a boy without love. You know, uh, uh, he's sin amor, right? No,
1: no love. Yeah. He has no El love. El hijo sin amor.
2: Yeah, no love in his heart, and he took namor as his name. I thought that was fantastic. That was, like, and I think sick. a couple people in this in the audience too. I heard them go, "Oh, like, like they were like, oh, that is yeah, yeah, so yeah. cool." <laughs> yeah, you well,
1: because so my wife's Peruvian, and as soon as that was revealed, she was like, "How did I not like catch that beforehand?" That's great. That's it's so, so good. good. But
2: he did a great, great job as Namor, honestly. Like, he, yeah, he doesn't have the oxygen imbalance and everything else, but he is a fantastic antihero. Like mm-hmm. the way they have him structured just to say, look, he's a leader. He cares deeply about his people. He wants to protect his people. He mentions also, I will say this is a little like plot hole that I that I wish they would have like addressed a bit more explicitly is yeah. that at one point he says that he will not move Talokan again mm. um which implies I, that previously Talokan was compromised and he had to move his people um
0: well okay um, but, unless he's so unless
2: he's referring okay. to the very first time when they went well, to the ocean well that's
0: what i was thinking is, is Talokan the land based area that they were in before like and we just didn't it was like on the surface, telecon? Was I don't
2: that- know. I can get that, but like I was thinking, and it would make more sense, right? Like if they had their underwater city that they built, you know, like whatever. Guys, let's and go then- see
0: the movie right now. We'll be right. Okay, like, <laughs> we'll, okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> and <laughs> Anyways, we're back.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. No, um, but yeah. So I mean, he he cares about his people. He doesn't want to have to relocate them again. Um, he wants to make sure that that they're safe. Much like Queen Ramonda, Shuri, T'Challa wanted to keep. Their people safe, right? And 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 their hidden civilization, and so you're like, okay, like what makes this, you know, agenda any more righteous, any more just than the other? Um, so I thought it was great. He did a great job.
1: It's it's nice to have an antagonist in a Marvel film not be killed off in the same Marvel film.
0: Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: oh, yeah. name namor is going to be a big part of the mcu moving forward i never saw this character as the villain of the story i saw this character as the antagonist of the story because they were he's literally his whole thing is i'm protecting my people and that is some big motivation
2: yeah i i think at a lower level it's kind of like how i imagine hercules and thor like in whatever their clash ends up looking like later on, right? Like I think it'll be an antagonist type situation where they'll fight and then they'll come to some sort of resolution. But then hopefully Hercules remains in the MCU so that he can contribute down the road as well. Um, I totally agree. I, I, it would be an utter waste for them to have done all this work for Namor. And then kill him off,
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, like absolute yeah. waste. I, of talent. I, I'm, He's, he's going to be so one of the first characters that has a hundred year anniversary in comics in the next 20 years. And they're not going to kill off a potential star that's going to be in many movies for years to come. So, yeah. And maybe a show and maybe whatever, you know, like, so yeah. I, we'll definitely see more. I see why, like we talked about in our Namor episode that, you know, um, uh, Atuma was a Namor villain and they Mm kind of made him like a general in this. So I think I was initially like, oh, okay, Uh," you know, but but, you know, again, it's like, well, they changed the name of Atlantis to Talocon. So why not change some associations of of other characters? I mean, it's fine,
1: whatever. Um, So but with that, though, I feel like they're saying here's this character and they're not teasing the fact that there's going to be a switch yet. Cause I yeah, still maybe, th- maybe I think he, t-
0: maybe he's like, maybe he becomes like, um, like, uh, Oh God, what's the name in Dr. Strange. Um
1: Oh, Baron the, Mordo. The voodoo? Oh, um, Morto? Yeah, he's Baron like, Mordo. he's yeah. like,
0: no, you, you gave yeah. in too easily. Like uh, there, there may, you're right. There may be something later on where it's like, you gave up to the, you made a thing and we should have killed. That's him what, and, n- that's the conversation at the end though. Right. Like that's what right? yeah, i is yeah, talking yeah, to yeah, with, about. That's with, uh, uh, Nemora.
2: Yeah, Nomura is yes, at as the as end. Like she's it. telling him that, and so I, if she's talking to him about that, you yeah. know that sentiment is out there, right? Yeah.
0: And so I think I mean, that that's a little seed that they planted. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Speaking of, uh, so speaking of other new characters, Riri Williams, right? They Phenomenal. jump right in. Now, this is something I've read some other reviews, and I, I partially agree with this. Riri is basically a MacGuffin. of she's she's sort of this thing that sets, uh, sets things in motion. She invented. You know this machine un- unknowingly that detects um, vibranium. Well, no, she knew
1: what she was doing.
0: Well, she was building the machine, but she didn't know she was building it for the CIA. She said she yeah. she, she did it, she for was it for a metallurgy science Yeah, she, and she was just trying to
1: do it. Machine. But yeah, like she yeah. was very intent on making that. I just want yeah. to make that clear. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Um, so you know, they the, the Namor the or thing is like we're going to kill the scientist and. And then they won't be able to do another one. Like, okay. Um, and then, <laughs> and, uh, and then the, the what kind is like, Oh, we got to find the scientist to protect her and then somehow do that forever. So, uh, but the, the, the criticism I've read and some of the other reviews is like, Riri didn't really have to be in this movie. Um, and she felt kind of forced in. And I kind of agree with that. Like, I, I feel like she was amazing and I love Dominic Thorne and I think it was a great character. and, you know, it it does, it is the one thing in the movie. I'm like, it might not have needed to be that it felt a little shoehorned. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like it just felt a little bit like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard and read the same. Um, and I, I agree from the outset. Like, I think I agree. Like from the beginning, it, it felt a little shoehorned in, but by the middle, like of her arc, I think that's when you really kind of understand like, okay, like Riri is the catalyst for Ramon to sacrifice, right? And Riri is also, you know, in Killmonger's great speech, right? Like another kind of reference and personification of how to Lance's earlier kind of, you know, good good calling out there of his speech, like how they've changed their approach to outsiders, right? Like they went and sought her out to protect her, when they would never have done that before, right?
0: Never, well, I mean, ever, yeah, it's, ever. It's,
2: yeah. So I think they I also think have I, like
0: yeah. they also had Everett Ross. I mean they 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 have no. they have other characters. They have other Avengers. You know, like
2: yeah, of, I know. I, I I get I get again. I I agree with it. Like probably like thirty percent. Um, but I yeah. think I think I think the the rest of it I definitely can see the value that Riri brings, and I also really enjoyed Dominique Thorne's performance. I thought she was great, yeah. brought a lot of great humor. And, um,
0: and you know, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate. I, I, yeah. I again, yeah. I love, yeah. I like how they handled it. I have no problem with it. I, yeah. but I also can see the argument of like they could have written in a different way and maybe saved twenty minutes and made it a little bit more snappy, and yeah, saved weird. Ironheart for. You know, they could have been like, hey, what like vibranium, you found vibranium. And they they have this whole line about like, there's no more vibranium other other places. And they find out that there is. And. And then that's the conflict, like that's that's the deal, like we don't necessarily need this other character. Anyway, I don't want to make, you know, like it's again, it's you could kind of play it either way. Um, I love the character. Uh, She did such a good job just with setting up the backstory and they set up little things and her, the car from her dad. And like, she makes things from scraps and way different from, Oh, in a by cave, the way, yeah,
1: in a cave, <laughs> with a, with she, a in a garage scraps.
0: with a bunch of scraps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, so I loved everything with Riri. I, I thought that like to the point of, they could have like taken it out and then it been snappier. I I never felt like this movie was slow though. So like I didn't feel like any of her scenes should or could be taken out of this film. Uh like because we know like we're world building. They're setting it up for her Ironheart show. So it makes sense like why they were bringing her in at this time. Like I I I can see why someone might say those things, but I wholeheartedly disagree with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love that part where they're in the garage and the, like the feds come in and they're like, I, they're like, Oh shit, she's got an Iron Man suit. <laughs> and then, okay. It just takes off. Like when they first introduced like her, her 1.0 version of the suit, I thought that was hilarious.
0: And, and the eventual um, reveal of her upgraded suit, she, when, when they, she has Wakandan's resources mm-hmm. and you see the Ironheart suit like like take off, you know, uh, when they're on the big boat. And it's like, oh, yes. You know like that? Come on, let's do this. Like it's so cool looking. It's it's just streamlined and and futuristic. And like you you can tell that she's just this over the world genius. Like she is Mm -hmm. incredibly smart. And, you know, she's from Chicago, but she's we see her at MIT. And there's clearly a lot more that we have to learn about Riri and there's gonna be a, a an Ironheart TV show that kind of show that takes place directly after Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. So this is not the last time we see Riri and um yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't wanna to get too much into Riri because I have a feeling we're gonna do an Ironheart episode and and um it's great that she's part of um uh the MCU. I, if I were writing Kukler I would be like, I, I wanna take this this character on and I think it's cool that they kind of they kind of brought it in, um, which is which is pretty fun. It, it, I saw another uh, thing that was, there was a nice little kind of nod to the scene where Tony comes in to uh, see Peter Parker in his apartment, and it's the same thing that kind of happens. Like Shuri and Okoye go in to find Riri in there, in, in, the, in her apartment, like in her college dorm, and it kind of mirrors that moment of like bringing a genius in to be like, "Hey, we want to help you." Um, I thought that was kind of a fun call out. Okay. so we've talked about characters. We talked about performances. We talked about Killmonger, the cool shot. We talked about the antagonist. Um, Anything else that we want to bring up?
1: Um, So I had no idea about the Midnight Angels before this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I looked it up. All it is is it's like the elite of the elite of the Dormalage that are a part of this team. I couldn't find anything about them having those particular suits. Um, I, I'm going to be I honest. I, I know something. Oh, you know something. <laughs> what do you know? So
0: in when we did the Black Panther episode, um, the Brian the Tanahisi Coats storyline, mm-hmm. um, which was in uh, 2016. Um, They first made their appearance in volume six or uh, sorry, uh, in in issue number one of of the uh, of of the of his run. And it's actually it wasn't Okoye that gets one of those Mm -hmm. uh, Midnight Angel armor. It's it's and there's two characters, but it's actually Ayo and Anika. Anika. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So it's Anika who does get it and Mm -hmm. Ayo, who who is not in it, she becomes the, she becomes the new leader of the Dora Milaje, But in the comics, it's actually, uh, I, Ayo and, and, um, Anika. Yeah. you yeah. get it. Um, yeah. which is, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. and they are, um, Ayo and Anika are a couple. Um, and, mm. and they, they show that. So it's another, mm. um, uh, uh, LGBTQ plus relationship in, mm. in, uh, in the in the movies, which which I think it was again, it was a little subtle, you know, thing like that. They kind of pointed out, but it's like it was like, oh, the okay, very at cool. the, very like,
1: end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, the very end, end. Uh,
0: little, yeah, very very end, a little bald head kiss,
1: but yeah, uh- <laughs> but yeah, with with the suits, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really care for those suits. Like I'm I'm all for someone getting like <laughs> like, like the super powered like bump like cool awesome didn't right. really care for the design i was i was on a Koye side with that design yeah. i was like not really digging <laughs> like, this design not she's like great. every time i see it it gets uglier. pretty
0: comics <laughs> accurate I, i'm not gonna lie they were pretty uh like sometimes oh, yeah, things need to be uh, adapted
1: differently chris yeah <laughs> I, I
0: mean you know but it it was good i'm gonna send you a picture so you so you can see
2: it's funny because oh. you were talking about riwi's suit uh i was seeing some reviews or critiques that they didn't like the way the suit looks. I thought it looks cool. I think her suit I looks kind of like Samus looks like Metroid. Mm-hmm. I was all about it. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. It it, it
0: reminded me a lot of the ultimate version of Iron Man, how it was kind of like bulbous, like very streamlined and the face. Like it would the, mm. the, it was almost anime kind of design. Like it, it, mm. there was a lot of diagonals. Um, whereas Iron Man is, it's very, uh, it's like horizontal, horizontal and like, it becomes more streamlined. So this is almost like the next level, but just because she has uh, a lot more like boosters and things like that. in the back and uh, yeah, it's really, it's different. Other things that uh, I looked up in, re- in referencing this, this movie is uh, a Huerta, who plays Namor. When Ryan Kugler offered him the role about his swimming skills he's like hey you're gonna swim a lot he was like i've never drowned before and he took swimming lessons in preparation <laughs> for the role so he actually didn't know how to swim which is kind of oh. funny yeah good good uh good on him for not being afraid <laughs> that's he great. looks like yeah. he can I mean, swim like-
1: in the movie and that's all that's yeah, imp- that's all that matters good job
2: yeah, yeah, and I think you know if it, when when somebody comes to your door and is like, "Hey, you want to play an iconic MC member in the MCU for a while and make a lot of money?" Yeah, you're like, "I'm gonna strap some floaties on and get down to the pool, man. Like, I'm gonna go learn how to swim. So that's great." And, and, uh,
0: I, and I think they did a really good job because Namor, you know, we talked about in the in the Namor episode, has his mutation is he has these little wings on his feet. You know, it's like and that gives him this amazing flying ability where he kind of like hops around the air and everything.
1: Which looked great. And it looked and, great.
0: And, and it could easily, easily have been super cheesy and bad, yep. right? Like it could mm-hmm. have been like, oh, uh, that's just off. You know, like we we saw things in Black Adam that were like, oh, I don't know. Like, why'd you have to yeah. do that? You know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, bad dubbing and, you know, no eyes in the dr fate mask and just like little things that was like whatever so i was like oh i don't know i hope they handle this and and just they had this line where you know shory was like did you see the wings on his feet like (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's it's stuff like that that's important like you have to have those moments like okoye calling out the suit like hey i don't know this is not my this is not me like you know i think having those moments is great because it's like you have an audience perspective and then you eventually say okay no we have to you know this is how it is or this is different and and um that that just kind of goes back to the writing of the movie with ryan kugler and yeah
2: and the writing the the wings came out real well uh yeah and the movement of them
0: was was fantastic just how powerful he is and Mm -hmm. uh so so many good moments. Um, yeah. That punch
2: to M'Baku, M'baku Ooh, when he comes to yeah, the capital, yeah. that yep. was a great moment. That was a great uh, feat of strength, so I thought. <laughs> yeah, like he just put the that slow-mo, just in that moment, you're like, okay. Like he's not messing around. He is strong. That,
1: that, was, and- that is another thing. They used slow-mo multiple times in this film, but it was always well-used because it was mm-hmm. something that would have gone too fast unless they slowed it down just for... A second and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they yeah. just move forward. I did appreciate it. It was that.
0: not uh overused like uh like a Zach Snyder. Don't even
1: bring it up. Oh, do <laughs> you start you said it. No. <laughs> no, Chris. I, I mean, Edit it's this like, out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, JJ Rams uses lens flares. Zach Snyder uses slow-mo. It's 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 a signature. I mean, you know, I liked how he used it. In you the are
1: calling. Though. You are calling that entire fan base to the podcast right now. They've heard the call. <laughs> okay. They've blown the conch. You've blown the conch. <laughs> put in the water, and now they're coming. I mean,
0: okay, I I I liked Watchmen. I, I'm not gonna. I liked some of his black and white movie. It's, it's yes. all good.
1: Uh, okay. So all something good guys, all good. So something I did want to bring up, and so that's more about like the future of Black Panther because I I feel like we're definitely going to get a third Black Panther film, if not more, in the future. The way this film ends, so we go to like the waterfall where we're supposedly getting that that scene of like Shuri's going to show up, take on the mantle oh, yeah. of being leader, uh, where you have potentially someone could uh, uh, challenge, challenge for the right to lead Wakanda, and she clearly does not show. So, and, and then we see Mbaku there, and who openly says she's not coming. Uh, I would like to challenge. So knowing that she isn't there, like she basically is like, no, I'm, I'm not going to be the leader of Wakanda. And honestly, she's not in the mindset to be doing that. Like she wanted to watch the world burn at one point during this film. And you don't really want that to be your your person in in leadership role. And throughout the film, M'Baku is this level headed character showing his leadership throughout the entire film. And for me it felt very right that he was going to be the one that takes up the mantle of leader for the nation of Wakanda so I'm interested to see how both of you feel about that
0: yeah well at the very 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 end of the credits it does say Black Panther will return and oh, so so we know yeah. we know that there is uh, a, 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 a reprise of that um, we know that Namor's coming back uh Namor being a mutant is also interesting too. Like we have Kamala Khan, now we have Namor mm-hmm. uh, officially in in this version of the MCU universe. So more and more mutants that uh, are showing up is is it's a it's one, a nice, step, closer like, one step
2: closer to getting the defenders. <laughs>
0: that's all I'm you know. saying. <laughs> well, that's true. Defenders. We just need saying. Silver Surfer,
2: and you just need Silver Surfer, yep. and we're done because we've got Hulk, we've got Strange, we've got Namor, and we've got go. um Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the true illuminati, yeah. right? And yeah. what I will uh, say though about like the Black Panther will return because Chadwick wasn't the king while he was Black Panther, so there, like, you can have Mbaku be the leader of Wakanda and still have yeah. Shuri be the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: And and there was talk initially of uh, Ryan Coogler was going to produce a uh, a Wakanda based show. And I think that might have been before Chadwick Boseman's yeah. passing. Mm-hmm. So now I think what they're doing is is they're they might make an Okoye based show, like like the Midnight Angel is might be, uh, like she might she and and the Dora Milaje like offshoots they might have kind of their own thing. But um, so another storyline in um, in this movie that we didn't really touch on was was Everett Ross, and then we see. We see Val, we see Valentina uh, (laughs) come back. Someone that was introduced in the very first movie of Phase 4, Black Black Widow. Um, you have Black Widow that started Phase 4 and then Black Panther, right? Uh, that ended it. Um, there's another interesting thing. So Valentina de Fontaine um, is a fantastic character, and we find out that Ross and Val were married, and now they're exes. And at one point, she's like, "Oh, she's being all friendly," and then we find out later that she just bugged him, and she was like, "Yeah, I listen to everything. You're under arrest." <laughs> just, just cold, cold, cold. Yeah, she's. Scary. We know that thunderbolts are coming. Yeah. We know that you know she's keeping tabs on everything. So. That, that's definitely going to come into play at some point. Like they're, they're, they're going to yeah. want something from Wakanda. And, and she, she definitely has that as a motivation. I read something else that like, this is also the, the fact they really want vibranium, um, all the, all the major powers of the world and they can't get it is going to set up like, well, is there another strong metal that we can look for in the world? And, what other strong metal is there in the MCU, boys?
1: Adamantium.
2: Adamantium. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, I know. So two things really quick. Um, loved the uh, M- B- M'Baku turn uh, near the end of, of him taking mm-hmm. on the mantle. I think he's going to be a great leader. Uh, so I was really pleased to see, again, kind of the culmination of his character arc going from, again, this sort of brash, you know, uh, kind of wor- warrior- um, centric kind of approach to this more wizened, restrained, knowledgeable leader that now has the temperament to lead. Right, kind of like in the early Thor films, like seeing him go from being this sort of um, brawler to being a you know a, a proper you know king, a leader. Um, so I think that was really cool to see. And then um, and then yes, I agree. Von, uh, D- uh, Director Dave Fontaine is terrifying <laughs> she,
0: and, and she's head of the Louis cia Davis. now
2: she's great which she is really her, really great.
0: which explains the whole thunderbolts thing like she's going to put that together yeah she's head of the cia which that's scary and what that yeah. means for the mcu as well yeah
2: no but she she julia dreyfus is a fantastic um great performance as always like she also has a sort of magnetism when she's on screen like you know when she's in a scene you're just like really interested in everything she's doing you're like oh like what is she up to right now because she always plays it really cool right she plays it really like not quite dumb but just like you know like oh i wouldn't i'm not doing anything i'm just oh i'm just checking on your olive oil you know like or whatever you know yeah. and then you and but but the whole time right like she is she playing knows. strings she knows she's got everything she needs to ruin your life at any given moment and that's what makes her yep. so scary
1: I feel yeah. like Val is uh her like if you've ever watched Veep uh which uh-huh. is the show with Julie Louise dreyfus a- so as the vice that. president. <laughs> that show is incredible. It's like if you gave that character even more power, that's Val.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: We have to talk about the post-credit. We have to talk about the Okay, okay. Let's the, let's end
0: the show, really, by, talking we'll end the the show by talking about the post-credit scene. <laughs> yes. So um the po- there is one post-credit scene which is well, mid mid
2: credit scene mid credit
0: scene yeah, yeah mid credit scene uh after we watch you know the, the burning of Shori's you know uh grieving shroud and um Nakia which we haven't who we haven't really talked about but you know Lupita Nyong'o um gave an amazing performance kind of a uh, you know background supporting character in this but but an essential character nonetheless because you know print uh Queen Ramonda Queen Ramona goes to Nakia and says, "You know, I had to get rid of Okoye. I need somebody that can find somebody. You're the perfect person that used to do this. I trust you." In the first movie, Nakia, she's like, "You should take the the heart-shaped River and be the Black Panther." And she's a major player. And she has been gone. She's in Haiti, you know. Uh she's kind of isolated herself supposedly because of, you know, of T'Challa's passing and she's like I had to get away. And so, okay, we we believe that, right? And she does a really cool thing. She goes in to, you know, she finds where Shuri and Riri are being kept. She goes in to the cave. She finds him. She gets him out. She does the extraction. She's like CIA Navy SEAL, like awesome badass. Like she she gets her own underwater suit. It's so cool. And then in the final scene, she kind of comes back and uh, Shuri visits her because she said, yes, I'm going to visit you. And uh, visits her in Haiti, and then we see, you know, uh, her come up, and she has her uh, uh, this this kid. She has her son. And she introduces his 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 real name as T'Challa, who is son of T'Challa, King T'Challa. And so, you know, we we're probably going to see this kid again in some in some respect. And that that was the moment that made. My wife cried because <laughs> she was just like, "Oh, yeah, uh, I know." Yeah, she, she this was great, this. this great moment of like, "Oh, it's it's he lives on," you know, like just just when you thought you couldn't get any more emotions, uh, Nikia delivers this. You know, he was everything to me. I love that line. Was like, "You all lost a brother, and like I lost everything." Like she was in love with him, and we we never really get to see that that romance. Kind of see it initiated like they have a romance and at the very end of the movie in the first movie like it's kind of hinted at and I kind of like that it was just like yeah they had that you know they had that time that we just didn't get to see it you know um yeah so it's the, it, it was nice factory. to to see that 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 sort of jump right after the blip after the year after everything and now we have this six seven year old that's um t- knows he's the future of Wakanda mm-hmm
2: yeah. And it was, you know, when he, when they said, you know, when Nikia said that they had a, a ceremony for him themselves, like that actually was surprisingly, like for me, that was like, Oh, like that kind of got me in the heart, like at the last minute too, I was like, yeah, they had their own kind of ceremony and they've gone through their own mourning um, and his sort of understanding of, of what happened to, uh, mm-hmm. to his father and everything. So um, yeah, I mean, the, the name lives on and I'm really interested to see, you know how that will you know manifest and continue in the MCU
1: what, what i didn't catch the first time around was that th- that the son, so uh baby t'challa he was actually the kid that found uh queen ramonda and brought her to sh- brought her to um the La- nikia <laughs> yeah yeah
2: i was wondering i I haven't seen it the second time yet, but I was wondering, I'm like, yeah, he was it's him. there. He was yeah. there at the school. Yeah, yep, okay. It's him. Very cool.
1: Yeah. I, I looked over once the name was revealed and my wife was like tearing up. I was like, yeah, this uh-huh. one hits pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. And sense. then I, I will say, I have heard some criticism that we didn't get like a post credit scene building towards the next phase, but mm. at the same time, yes, this is ending the phase, but this is very much a tribute to Chadwick we're not it's not trying to capitalize on something at this moment it's we're all grieving this is that that thing that like that send off that the entire uh team for Wakanda forever is done for Chadwick and it's like in yeah. his tribute in his memory and adding something at the tail end of that would have felt a little it would have uh, felt strange
2: cheap. it would have been taking away from it honestly and like like we live in a plugged in digital internet age y'all we do not need the trailer at the end of the movie to make it yeah. official right yeah. like I mean it,
0: we don't need showing up and he was he was super tiny on on the uh, you know like yeah <laughs> like like, like, it's, like it's, it's, yeah don't need that. we don't it's, need it's, that
2: we don't need that you guys like it's it's fine like this movie was like front to back mm-hmm. a, a a tribute Right. That's what it was. This movie was a tribute. Um yeah. and it to that end, not only being just super entertaining and extremely well acted, it was a very fitting and moving tribute. Yeah. And it did its and, job. And you know, maybe
0: well. it maybe uh something if, if you're listening to this and you want us to hear want us to talk about phase four as a whole, like we might maybe we'll do a separate episode on just like let's talk about phase four, how it talks how it ranks in the whole grand scheme of things, or maybe we'll just, you know, we can kind of rank like everything that happened in Phase Four with the TV shows and the, and the movies and which ones stood out, which ones didn't. So, I mean, that, if y'all want to hear that, let us know, um, hit us up on our Twitter and Instagram and we'll be sure to make that happen. Or if you've heard enough about Phase 4, then we'll just shut up. <laughs> we'll talk about something <laughs> That's else. entirely
2: possible. There's a lot to say in Phase 4.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. a lot of opinions, but uh, people want to hear us. People want to hear us, Lance. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, they want to know. They have, they, 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 stay
2: up, they stay up late and they're like, but what is La- what do Lance and Chris think about this? I need to know. It's true. It's true.
0: All right. Well, with that, we are going to come to a close, and it's time to close the book on Wakanda Forever. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you to Jeremy for joining us again. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And so until next time, this is Chris and Lance and Jeremy reminding you to keep your friends
1: close, but your comic books closer. Wakanda Forever.